Hi, amazing people. We have a very interesting episode here. It's one of those things I call lost tape because within the midst of the whole pandemic, it never came out as an episode on the podcast yet. So I wanted to share this. This is with one of my dear friends, Jessica D. Dixon, an amazing Enneagram coach who is one of the most gentle spirits and one of the most fiery souls that I know. And I'm just excited. So I, I met her last year during the pandemic. It's kind of crazy over IG. And it's really crazy how just how good of friends we've become and how supportive we are about the work that we're doing in the Enneagram space and anti-racism work. So here we go. Let's get it. My new partnership with BetterHelp. This episode is actually sponsored by BetterHelp. If you are struggling, BetterHelp can help. You'll receive 10% off your first month when you sign on using betterhelp.com forward slash do it. So I'm super excited uh, about this partnership that me and BetterHelp have um, entered into because in this point where everything that we're doing right now to connect with people is more virtual, it is so important mental health. I think that aligns perfectly with things that we're trying to do, things that I want to do, and um, anybody that I would refer or think that could be potentially beneficial to the audience. And I think BetterHelp is definitely one of them. BetterHelp is basically, it's online counseling or therapy. So you're able to actually get some counseling or therapy uh, depending on what's going on from licensed counselors and therapists around the country. And um, you get to be able to get some of that one-on-one mental checkup that you may need and BetterHelp is able to help you. So just go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it and you'll get a 10% discount for your first month. Welcome to Do It For The Grammar Enneagram Podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. Well, we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram, hey. even though we're on Instagram, but we make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. I'm super excited today because I have Jessica Dixon in the building. Can you what? introduce yourself? Jessica, please oh introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. Jessica Denise Dixon here. I am a type eight. I am an Enneagram coach. And in my work, I combine identity work and anti-bias work with the Enneagram to just help people create a future that is different than the one that we are in now. And I am so, so happy to be here. Yes, we're, we're going to have a good time. This is my first time doing Instagram Live. I know Jessica's been doing Instagram Live for a while. And it's so interesting. I met Jessica, what, maybe two months ago? Yeah. Is that it? I yeah, and so. we're like... And we're super cool right now. Like, we're yeah. super cool. <laughs> I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw like the Enneagram symbol and words with like common cultural, like living single Martin type letters. And I was like, hold on. I think this will, hold on. This got to be a personal color. Let me check this out. <laughs> and so, you know, we're rare in this space. So like when I said, okay, let me reach out to her and let's, let's figure out like some time to talk or to connect. And since we've connected, my goodness, I'm talking about the work and the connections that we've made been brilliant. Yeah. So good. Brilliant. All right. So we'll jump in. I'm super excited to do this. It's interesting looking at myself on two screens. Oh, uh, I know, talk right? To you. All right. So 
All right. So being an eight during this pandemic and this right now, we're just talking pandemic wise. How have you been? How have you managed? How has the eightness or your instinct been positive and helped you? And how has it kind of been like wearing you down some too? Love this question. So of course, as a type eight, my first thought is, well, I'm invincible. Of course, I'm not going to catch coronavirus. Why do we need to shut down? I'm not going to get sick anyway. It'll all be fine. Like, it'll all be fine. So I think March 13th is when, like, really everything in at least the city, I live in San Diego, shut down. But March 10th was, like, my last day out. It's like, kind of through that week, everything just kept shutting, shutting, shutting down. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to get it. So, like, do I really need to, do I really need to worry about it? So there was this, like, I'm not sure I actually need to worry. I don't know if I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I'm, I'm not convinced yet. So I was not yet convinced at that time. And so my social instinct, though, kicks in and it's like, well, Jessica, if people could get sick, yeah, stay your butt home. Stay home. And I'm a fitness instructor as well. I'm, I'm a woman of many talents. And as a fitness instructor, I just thought about, you know, the people who come to my class and they come because they're getting over illness and they come to be empowered and they come to get stronger. And if there was a chance for me to actually harm them in any way, even if I was like, you know, carrying this illness and, and I didn't know about it and pass it to them, I would be heartbroken, heartbroken. So for me, that's, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'm not convinced and I don't need to be convinced to actually be able to support the people who I love in my life. So that there was like a definite push pull within me, but that helps me actually be okay with being stuck at home. <laughs> right. Because I know it's super hard for any type because a lot of things come up for all of us during these periods and these times, mm -hmm. but especially in eight, like a doer, a mover, a shaker, it's like, let's go do something. But it's like, I'm looking at these four walls though. Like Right. And you know, I, I lead social. So my life is out with the people. Like that right. is like, I, every night, you know, I work from home or I'd even go to a coffee shop and work. And then at night I'm always out with the people, like always doing things. And so it really, that first, those first weeks, like really mess with me. And I was living in a home situation that wasn't my favorite. My old roommate, she's a violin teacher. And, you know, hearing violin lessons for five hours a day does a little something to you when you can't leave. <laughs> it does a little something to you. And then, and then here's the thing. Here's the thing. I moved. Yeah. It was time for me to go and I moved. And I moved to a home in which my new roommate had coronavirus. Ooh, I remember that. Ooh. And so you can imagine then all of the okay, I'm invincible. So I'm not going to get sick, but I could get sick now. I could. Like, I really, like, right. there's real opportunity for me to actually be sick now. What am I going to do? So it was, it was where I saw like this blind spot of self-preservation where I'm like, oh, this is not my strength. Like, I don't know how to take care of myself. Like, I don't, I don't have these thoughts. Like, it's not a natural thing for me to really think about how to keep myself safe and protect myself. Cause I just assume everything's going to be fine. It's a very much in my blind spot, that self-pres. I tell my friends, I don't have a self-pres bone in my body. Like I joke about that all the time. I'm like, I don't really know. But there was real, like, it was a scary time because she was so sick. And it was like, wow, is there anything that I can actually do to support her and help her? I don't know. But there was also like this, like, she's trying to not get me sick. I'm trying to not get, and ugh, it was just a whole, 
a whole thing. Just very, very strange time. I definitely agree. It's wild in this time, especially for you to have been in that situation, right? As your self-credit is being low and being repressed, it's kind of like, wait, wait, what am I supposed to do here? Because I'm self-credit dominant. So I'm telling you, like people will run into the store to get tissue and stuff. Ben had that. Ben had that. N95 mask. Sorry, y'all. I had that. Like, I'm like ready. I got like, I, I'm like a, a small corner store. That's what I'm like. I just got stuff everywhere. You can come shopping right now because I have stuff almost everywhere. So I had to really, my instinct kicked in like uh, threefold when this happened. Like I was like, oh my goodness, it's about to happen. Something might go down. I need to make sure I have this. So I'm getting, I got all this central stuff. I'm still using tissue and paper towels from like February. That's how much I bought. Like it's, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm not a doomsday prepper by any means, but like, I'm super good when it comes to that. You knew what to do to get ready. You knew. Like me, I'm like, "Ah." I mean, thankfully, I already bought toilet paper, mostly because I'm cheap. So I buy it in bulk. So I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) Yep. And if you're listening out there and if they ever want to support us, jet.com, I do buy from you. If you want me to sponsor you, you can send it our way. Hey. (laughs) But uh, one thing, shifting the conversation just a little bit, talking about like, So all of these senseless murders of African-Americans in America and all of this chaos in a lot of different ways, which a lot of it to me, some of it's good chaos. I think a lot of things are coming more to the surface for more people, which is great because I feel like this is a a time for change and growth. So during this time, this has been a heavy weight on African-Americans heavyweight. Mm. So how have you managed that? And like, how has your eightness either helped or not helped in certain ways to manage just what's going on? Because it has both helped and not helped. (laughs) So so as an eight who also has been, has done crisis response for over a decade and who has done training and development, um, personal, professional, um, and diversity work, of course, I have all of these things going through my head. That's like, where do we start? Where do we start? So, of course, like my instinct is to jump in and to make sure that a African Americans, that Black people are protected, because a lot of white people are are really coming into this space of being able to understand, oh, that whiteness has a connotation to it. It's not just a box that you check off when you're doing your census or when you're, you know you're um, filling out forms, it's like a real constructed thing, you know, but with that exploration comes a lot of really hard questions and feeling like there's no real way to go. And so then they're coming to their Black friends who have known about their whiteness their whole lives, their whole time that they've known them, and they're finally doing this exploration. And so my instinct is to protect the Black people, to protect because I know the weight that this carries. So I'm like out, like making sure I'm in there and I'm taking the battle and I'm doing everything that I can and to make sure that people are educated. So that's been great, right? And it's tiring because another thing that's happened is I am getting a lot of people who I love, who are white, who are reaching out for help because they don't understand and while there, that's, it's so beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful that that's, that this is happening. And it's like a lot for me, it's like put on me to carry um, in a lot of ways. Cause I just get the, help me understand. I don't understand messages. And so, you know, 
I have done a lot of work to not just go off on people and cuss people out, right? Like, because that's like my like default is like, F you. Um, you're you're doing too much. Um, <laughs> but so it's been it's been it's been a lot of work, right? To just calm down, to actually stay with myself, to stay in my body, right. and to not just be, you know, to rage out. I've learned during this time. And, and remembered because in a lot of ways I've gotten rid of the whole, the whole, the, the weight of the world is on your back that many type eights feel that if I don't do it, no one will. I have the energy for it. I can do it. Like, if, you know, I, and I need to do something because of that, that action that just propels us forward. And I've had to slow down and really be with myself and say, okay, but this is the action that I want to take right now. And what's driving it? And what do I really need? So I've, it's been like, at first it was like, post, 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 post. And now there's a little bit more like slowing down, checking in with myself, making sure that I'm okay, checking in with the Black people I know, making sure that they're okay, you know, doing more general education. Like, please don't just reach out to your Black friends. We are tired. Here are some things that you can do instead. Um, so that's been really good for me. And recognizing that, you know, I don't have to deal with like everyone individually, like, and being social, it's like really helpful to, for me too. like talk to all, to the people, talk to the masses, as opposed to the one-on-one, all of the intensity that comes from that. Right. Cause it's a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, thank you. That's rich. That was so rich. I, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about just, just being tired. Like, like you said, we've known this our whole lives and when it happens and then all of these things happen. We already have this crazy amount of emotions happening already. And the way that I described it, I was overwhelmed and numb at the same time. Oh. And that was the weird, it was the weirdest way to be. It's like, Absolutely. I'm, I'm numb, but I'm still overwhelmed. I don't know what to do with all of this. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does going to work give you instant anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you aren't going to quit your job, you should call Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving personal and workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, leadership, and conflict management, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace performance so you can improve your services and bottom line. You can reach Kaizen Careers at kaizencareers.com or 901-334-1644. You talked about allies. Let's speak a little bit more about what are some things that allies can do to really be helpful and beneficial to the movement. Yeah, I am so grateful for allies. There's a few things that really come to mind right now. One of the biggest things is, again, not to just go check in with your Black friends because we're tired and we need space and we don't want to have to explain ourselves to people all the time. You know, that, that, even that just that question can be very, very draining. So what, what can an ally do instead? You know, an ally can actually share with other white people who are just starting these, their journeys some resources. Allies can step in when there's something brewing in a social media post and actually speak up. 
And allies can continue to do their work to unravel themselves from the anti-Blackness that is pervasive within the systems that we function in, at least within America. But, you know, these pro- there's protests, they're worldwide. You know, people worldwide are seeing that this is something that is important and that it's not just here, that it's really woven within the context of the global society that we do live in. So I think, you know, continuing to do your work around your anti, you know, your anti-racism, like um, weeding up and, and, and weeding up and, and removing um, the anti-Blackness that is founded here. Whiteness is something that's founded in opposition to Blackness. And it's, it's, a, it's something that's been created. And so as you're starting to move forward, you know, people who are allies or people who want to be allies, you have to continue to do that work of uprooting the whiteness and knowing the history of it and your history that that plays into it or that what contributes to it, the context that you have inherited that you may not even be aware of, but you're living in it. I think that that's, that's super important because it, it just, it, trick, it trickles to all these different areas of our life that we don't even realize. Yeah. Um, but we have to start waking up, like you said, and doing our research and going, okay, so this, this is going on. And for me, in this time, I don't know, do you see the same thing? This is the first time in my whole life, black existence, where I've seen so many people awake to it now. Yeah. Is this for you? It gives me a lot of hope. Um, but how, how, is, how is that for you? Oh my gosh. I am so hopeful. I'm so hopeful. Honestly, I I love it. Like in that, you know, and and and, and white people who are listening, who are watching, I want you to know that just because we're drained does not mean that we are not excited. We are actually elated about this. I am so hopeful. And one of the things that I like to tell people is that you have to actually know and you have to realize that this is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong journey for you. This is not something that will blow over in a month, in a year, in three years. I love this skin that I'm in. I love it. It's soft. It's luscious. It shines. It's beautiful. You know, it's soft. There's just so many things that I love about my skin. And I will have this skin until I die. That's how I know it's a lifelong journey for you. I'm hopeful and I just want people to slow down so you can really be with what is. Because one of the things that I do know in this work is that it's not just learning. It's nervous system body work that you actually, that you're actually doing. When we talk about white, white, white fragility, it's like that you are having a reaction instead of a response. So you want to learn how do I get to the point where I'm actually responding from a place of being integrated in my body, knowing my feelings, and then being able to reason with what to do next, as opposed to just feeling the body being like, oh, I got to act. No, you don't. No, you don't. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just upset. Okay. Well, why? You know, what, what yeah. is, the, what is, what is the thing that you, this anti-bias work because in both, when you're doing both of the work, you get to look at these things that you've never noticed before about yourself. And then when you start to look at them, you get to see the impact. And the impact is the really the important thing to get right now. The impact of of all of the, the decisions that you've made that were based in your privilege of the ways that that has ostracized you or, or created separation from other people. It's not 
easy work. It's not pretty work, but it's, it's nervous system work and it's work that will change a future. It's work that will create a new future for the generations that are being birthed right now. So it's just really important to slow down and to be with yourself and to not just act. I don't even remember what the question is, but I said a lot just now. No, but that was great. I was like, keep going. I was like, keep going, keep going. Like that, that was, that, that was good. It was around how, um, no, it was actually around hope. And it was like, yeah. you know, do you feel the same hope that I know that I feel? Yeah. Cause this is the first time I felt like I felt like this, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And there, you know, there's still people that we're bringing along. We got to just get, get them here so we can bring them along. Um, one thing I also want to say to allies, going back to that question that I did not, I don't think I said it. If I did, I'll re- mm-hmm. repeat myself because it's too good. There's a lot of people who are centering the conversation on Black people aren't bad. Mm-hmm. When the conversation is not necessarily about whether Black people are good or bad, but the fullness of humanity that gets to be expressed by Black people, by people of color, and the ways that Black people are are not seen as fully human has to do with the biases that white people hold. And so focusing so much on, you know, understanding Black people, understanding people of color, understanding their plight, it's great education. There are great books for that. There's a lot of really great information. There's great YouTube videos. There's great lectures. There's great people on Instagram to follow or Facebook or wherever you do your social media. (laughs) Really great resources. And until you do the work of looking at how your stuff impacts that experience, it's not going to do much to move the needle. And that's what what's what we need to really move forward. So I just want to to swing back to your, to the allies and say thank you, and make sure that you're majoring in the things that matter. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to add I want to just add one more portion. I want you to talk about this because we mentioned this a while ago. We're not going to talk about the exact event, but another good friend on here from the Enneagram space with Zara underscores on here as well. Hey. And we we talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. We were talking about when it comes to doing inner work and outer work, when it comes to inner work and action as well. Can you speak to that some? Because I know we were we were a little lit up about that a couple little while ago. Ooh. So can you speak up to that just a little bit? Don't drop any names, please, but what? just speak up. <laughs> I have many names to drop and I don't want to drop any of them, but I will say that it is, if, if just doing your inner work were enough, the world that we lived in would not actually look the way that it does, that there actually has to be intentionality in doing this work that leads to action. And if it does not lead to changed behavior, then you might not actually be doing the work. You might not even be doing the work, period, if it's not leading to you to action. Inner work is a step. It's a step. And it's not the full picture of what needs to happen by any means. I did a whole rant about this on my Facebook Live the other day after the, this whole thing happened. And I was just like, no. <laughs> I was right. a little bit fiery, but... You know, it's like you, you're saying this and it's undermining the work that people really need to do. The, you know, anti-racist work, it is an intentional, intentional process that leads to different actions. And inner work where you're able to do work around your type and you're able to like let go of some of your type structure. Great. Super happy about that um, <laughs> because it's really beautiful. Like I, I know that there's real, there's real consequences that are positive when people do their inner work. It's amazing, and it's not the end. 
it's not the end. One thing that I, I said this in an interview or I was I was talking to someone the other day, if if unconscious, you know, if your your unconscious bias does not turn into consciousness and does not turn into then action, you've missed it all. You have to let that happen. And it's not going to happen just by doing your inner work. It's going to happen with a choice that you make. And you have to make that choice day after day after day. Like I said, lifelong. We're in it yep. together. I got this skin the rest of my life and you have the rest of your life to do this work. So let it move you and let it take you to what is your, you know, in, in, in type nine language, what is your decisive right action to take? Like, what nice. is that? That's where we all, you know, as, as the beautiful nine, like opens up, you know, the, the, the Enneagram system, like let's all get into what our right action is. I love that. That's yeah. The inner and outer work and action. It is, it's crucial. Um, I'm going to leave it there because you did a beautiful job of explaining it. Cause you know, we can go on for days on that Probably. topic. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, we, we'll move on. So. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a little bit about the eight now. So Mm -hmm. what are thinking back about, I don't know, four or five years ago, what is some recommendations you would give to another eight who's maybe where you were four or five years ago? What are some recommendations or ideas and things you would give them to help them be better? I have a lot of things to say to to my eights. Can I just like riff on it? Do your thing. One is that it is okay to allow yourself to be moved and touched by things. We have this protective strategy and it has kept us alive. It has been really supportive in so many ways, but allow yourself to be moved and to be touched by people, by the ways that they want to love you. It opens up a whole new world. It opens up a whole new world. And I know it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it feels like death, but it's just your ego. It's literally just your ego. And your ego will live to see another day, even if you let go of that. Don't mistake transparency and vulnerability. Eights often conflate. Oh, I'm being transparent. I'm this deep. Well, what do you mean I'm avoiding vulnerability? A lot of people don't resonate with eight because they're like, well, I see everything else, but I don't avoid vulnerability. I see. I talked about this deep trauma. You heard me talk about it. What you're missing and the difference between transparency, transparency is that that sharing, that beautiful sharing that eights can do. Vulnerability is allowing yourself to show how you're impacted by something. You know, that thing that in your in your body that says, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't swear and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I knew it was coming. I, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> that says, oh, no. <laughs> I have to shut down. I got, no one can see this part of me. Eight, we have big, juicy, tender, sweet hearts under all of this protection. And I know that because I know it for me and I've seen it in other eights. And it's okay that people know that it's there. Just because you get in touch with your heart does not mean that you don't have the ability to protect yourself. You can have it all. You can both be vulnerable. You can both share of yourself and give of yourself and still protect yourself when you need to. The work of this system of the Enneagram actually allows you to see when am I just protecting myself just to protect myself? And when do I, am I using this as a strategy that actually will make a difference? You know, you don't always need to need to protect yourself. 
Um, another tip for, for my, for my eight lovey dubbies um, <laughs> is to not equate vulnerability with weakness. That vulnerability can absolutely be a demonstration of strength and that weakness does not actually remove your strength. It just means that you are a human. I've walked around in this life thinking I'm superhuman. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, I kind of am. (laughs) And in reality, I also have this beautiful humanity that it's amazing when when people actually get to see the fullness of me. I don't actually have to always lead with my strength and neither do you. What else do I want to say? I think that's, 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 those are the things on my heart right now for my eights. That's super rich. Um, I think that's one of the things that when you, when I was looking at some of your lives that like captured me that I was like, oh, wow. Like the way that you spoke about different types and the beauty and authenticity of them from the inside and not just the stereotypical way that we read over stuff about them was like, I was like, Ooh, that was really good. Like that's the stuff, you know, that really moves people. Like you said, when you talk about that eight juicy heart, there is something so incredible when an eight is able to be vulnerable in a room full of people or in it, just a person in general, but because it, it allows everyone else to put their defenses down. I mean, it sets a whole tone for the whole room. Everybody's like, Oh, I'm, I can be a little more vulnerable too. I can share too now. Like it yeah. creates such an amazing environment when I've seen, been in a room where eights was like, okay, let me go ahead and really be vulnerable and let some of this out. Oh, yeah. the whole room is moved. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Like this got real. One of the superpowers of the eight is to give people permission to just be. And we, I mean, we have to do our work for that first, right? Like we have to actually let ourselves just be. But when we do, it shifts atmospheres. It shifts cultures. It changes things. And thank you. And thank you so much for that feedback. I, I love these types. Like I love, you know, cause we're, we're not just a type in theory. We're a type in action and in, in practice. And, you know, this Enneagram system is not just something to learn about and theorize about. It's something to apply. And when you see people who are living in these types, sometimes the predictability of it, it just touches my heart. I'm like, you're so on brand with your type and it's the cutest right. thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to know, like there's people who are afraid of finding their type or they don't necessarily resonate with the system because they probably have been mistyped by friends or by tests or, you know, for a, a lot of different, a lot of different ways, a lot of different reasons. But honestly, like when you're able to just like know your type and do work around it and you're able to see like, Oh, I was just, I was just, you know, this part of my type was just showing up. And mm-hmm. I can now decide what I want to do with it. And anyway, so I just have so much love, love for each one of the types and the people who embody the types and everything that's possible when we do our work around our type. That reminds me of something when I work with the, my mentees, especially because I know their Enneagram type instinct and everything like left and right. But to see them and especially in youth, you know, oh. when I... <laughs> When I can see, like you said, the pattern just like just coming out or doing something, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is that is a struggle. And, and we're going to work through it. Like, we, yeah. I got you. We're we going to work through it. And so I absolutely love it. One's a two, one's a one, one's a seven. So it have these three diverse different ways of like 
really working with them, which is so it, it's fun and entertaining, you know, but it also helps me to speak their language oh, when yeah. they, they feel misunderstood. So I love that. And then the kids I work with at the school, like same thing, like I may not always know their type, but I can get a general sense of, you know, what center are they in, you know, yeah. so I can kind of know how to connect with them. So I, I feel like that's one of the most amazing parts about it, the ability to co- really connect to people on a deeper oh. level. Uh, it has improved every single area in my life. Let's be honest, just every single one. I, I cannot say it has not improved one, to be honest. I, I completely agree with that. I've had the same experience. And, you know, it's like when you're able to see, oh, this person, they're doing it out of this protection. They're doing it out of, out of this pain. They're doing it out of this way that they're avoiding something. The compassion, the compassion that you are able to, that I've been able to develop for people. Because, right. you know, as as an eight, my default is like, power up. Like what you, what are we? No, no, no. But you know, doing this work has allowed me to say like, oh, wow. Like you, you really are struggling with the fact that you, you know, aren't going to be loved if this thing doesn't happen for you, if this thing is not true. So our, you know, the core beliefs that we have around our type are not just things that we believe about our type or about ourselves. They're actually things that we believe that everyone else believes about us. Mm-hmm. You know, like for the seven, like if I'm not like positive, like it comes out, it comes out in such, such interesting places. Yeah. When someone's like, like if I don't catch myself, like, how's it going? Oh, it's great. It's good. Things we know I'm doing well. Right. No, actually, I've been overwhelmed and numb lately because the world is on fire. So, yeah, you know, in some- I had to ca- I had to catch myself because it's, it's a it's a quick draw response. It's like, oh, let me tell them I'm OK. So they know I'm OK and hopefully they're OK. Right. Right. And so, you know, when we see like, oh, they don't expect that from me. They actually right. want my realness. I mean, some and some won't, to be clear. Oh, yeah. Some won't want you to be the, your fully expressed, integrated self. And it's okay to know that and to then respond accordingly and to go to the people who are for your full expression, your full humanity, because those Mm -hmm. people exist as well. Yeah, that's oh, my goodness. All right. So that was super rich. And there's so many things I like for those watching. There's so many things I definitely want to do with the podcast. A hundred percent. There's so many things on YouTube I want to do. We had this scheduled to do like on a like a YouTube live type thing. I got a whole setup. It'll come out soon. I think I need a better computer to process it all. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, th- this has been amazing because we're two in one. We're like Zooming this and living this. So it'll be able to be on the podcast as well coming forth in a couple of weeks. And you got a preview here, which is absolutely awesome. So Jessica, looking ahead to 2021, no telling what's going to be going on. Hopefully much better than what it is now. Hopefully we got a vaccine now. We can be a little bit closer to people. And hopefully we've changed laws. We've abolished laws. Mm-hmm. And we've changed the way that we like deal with communities and people of color. So hopefully we've changed all that. At least some, right? Yeah. Or at least yeah. making more steps, right? Yes. Nobody fell off the wagon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yep. It's a journey. We're going <laughs> to be gonna keep, we're going to keep grinding, fighting injustice. We just got to keep going throughout our whole lives. So. I say all that to say, what is something you want to be doing or a place you want to be or have accomplished by this time next year? By this time next year, I will have put uh, my first cohort of my anti-bias Enneagram program for white people um, through. So that's, Check it out. 
I'm super excited to be launching that soon. Um, so that court cohort will have gone through and I will be probably in, in the process of launching another one because like I said, and you have reiterated, it's a lifelong thing. I'm so super excited about that to give people the opportunity because all of this is an opportunity for each of us to do their work and the action that comes along with it. And so this program is about you know, finding your way, finding what's yours to do. So super excited that that will have happened. And I just believe that we will be in, in a world where more people, there's actually more compassion. If just our inner work got us where, where we needed to be, we would be in a different place. And I think now that people are taking on this, this work in a, in a major way, we actually yeah. will see a different future. Um, there will be much more progress, that there will be not just laws changed, but hearts changed and minds changed. And that we will see, you know, more more human flourishing, more flourishing of Black people and people of color. And then there will be more room and more space um, for us at different tables, not because... Right we are just a token, but because we actually have a lot of really amazing things to offer and have been overlooked simply because of our skin color and the perception of what that means for other people. Mm. So I just believe that we will, we'll be in a, in a different, in a different world and we'll have still work that will continue. But you know, that's, that's the future that I am not just visioning, but creating. Um, and we all right now get to decide what future that we're going to create. And hopefully that is the future that everyone who's watching, who will listen to the podcast will create as well. Awesome. 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 So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. The last few things. Don't forget to subscribe. Where can they find you? Oh my gosh. You can find me on the Instas at um, Jessica D. Dixon Coaching. You can find me on Facebook at Jessica D. Dixon Coaching. You can email me at Hello at Jessica D. Dixon.com. And it, remember, it's a CK, not an X, because, you know, someone along yeah. the way has just misspelled that and everyone has <laughs> gone along with it. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So make sure you subscribe there. She puts really good posts out, very articulate about what's going on right now, what has been going on, and the infusion of the Enneagram. It's a perfect place to do that. Um, and make sure also you subscribe to the podcast and YouTube for Do It For The Gram podcast. That helps a ton. And also, for those who want to support the podcast, I do have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Do It For The Gram. Do you have a Patreon page? Not yet. We're we going to work on that. Okay. Um <laughs> But but that is how you support us content creators and coaches out here. And that helps sustain us, especially in like crazy times like this. And helps us to really do the work that we're doing and create better content and connect with you more. So that helps out a lot. So patreon.com forward slash do it for the grand podcast. If you're able to support, absolutely great. And the last thing, if you are an eight and you feel that it's a moment where vulnerability may want to show up and probably should show up, but you're leaning towards doing aggression, I need you to take a deep breath, step back, make the good choice for you and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course, and make a good choice. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for being here. Peace. Do it for the gram podcast editing and mixing is done by Saw and Sign. Information will be in the show notes.